0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God's Word, the Bible, has a great many things to say on the topic of fear. In fact, in one form or another, it's mentioned approximately 500 times, sometimes as a stern warning or as a means to a good end, such as, God has not given us a spirit of fear or there is no fear in love. In this anointed series, Breaking the Fear Barrier, you'll not only see the blessings of overcoming this often paralyzing curse, but also be introduced to fear's most mortal enemy and strongest weapon against it, faith. Pastor teaches powerfully about overcoming this extremely effective weapon of Satan in a way you have probably never heard it taught before. In simple biblical stories like that of King Jehoshaphat, who overcame his fear by simply trusting God, you'll finally understand what a thief fear really is and what a blessing breaking the fear barrier will be for your life.
1: 2 Chronicles chapter 20 This is a warfare. Life is a warfare. Tomorrow, when you leave this place tonight, well, actually, when you came here tonight, you came out of warfare. Tomorrow morning, when you go back to your your world, whatever your world is, tonight and tomorrow, you face warfare. You face challenges. You face battles. You face discouragements. You face all kinds of things that sometimes the enemy, sometimes it's not the enemy, sometimes it's just circumstances that, that, that come about. But we all face battles every every day of our lives. And here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it describes a battlefield. And I love these verses because it is so awesome and it's so enlightening. And here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we'll jump around here a little bit, said it happened after this that the people, verse one, of Moab with the people of Imam and the others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. You see, I'm going to tell you what, just because you're doing right and you're living right and you're a Christian doesn't mean that things, the enemy, is not going to come against you. We all have warfares to fight. And, uh, and Jehoshaphat here had to face his warfare. Let's not get discouraged because we have warfare. Verse 2 Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and so on and so forth. And verse 3 says, And Jehoshaphat feared. See, I'm going to tell you what, folks. It's, a, it's human nature to fear. And, I, you know, we've been taught and I teach and we all believe that fear is the opposite of faith. And if you're in fear, you're not in faith. But even good, strong faith people sometimes get fearful. Even good Bible-toting, Scripture-quoting Highlightened Christians get riddled and racked with fear. Fear is a real thing, and it's a real enemy of our faith. But even this great man, Jehoshaphat, who was God's man, anointed by him, leading the armies of Israel, and I want to tell you something: the greater the assignment in your life, the greater the battles that you will fight. The greater target you become of the enemy because God has assigned you a great assignment or has given you a great assignment. And here it says, and Jehoshaphat feared. Fear is a real thing. Let, Let me just say this right off the bat. Do not ever fall into condemnation if fear ever grips your heart. Rather begin by faith to overthrow fear. Rather rise up and realize That even though you may be battling fear, fear has no power over you because God lives in you. Faith is active in your life and in your heart. So even great people can succumb to fear. But don't get condemned. Don't give up because fear comes in. Know that fear is a real thing and it is a human emotion that we fight and he says, and Jehoshaphat feared, and, but listen to what Jehoshaphat did to combat this fear. He said he set himself to seek the Lord. When fear wants to come, the first thing we ought to do is set ourselves to seek God. Seek the Lord. And he went one step further, and he proclaimed a fast, put himself to fasting. Listen, we don't have time to t- talk about fasting tonight, but sometimes we just gotta get so serious about our situation We've got to get so serious about our warfare that we proclaim a fast. Sometimes, sometimes to overthrow those things in your life, it is necessary to proclaim a fast in your life. It doesn't have to be a 40-day fast. It can be a very brief fast. It could be fasting certain things in a day, one meal, one part of a meal. It could be more of an extended fast. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast, and then he proclaimed it throughout all of Judah. He got all the people around him to fast with him, the whole congregation, so to speak. And verse four says, so Judah Judah gathered together to ask help of the Lord. So they fasted and they began to cry out to God. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. All the cities, they came to seek the Lord. I'm gonna tell you what, in our time Of need and fear and warfare, that's the time for us to seek God like we've never sought Him before. My Bible says, Those who seek Him will find Him. But it answers the question. It goes on to say, Those who seek Him will find Him. But it goes on to say, When they seek for Him with all of their heart. See, the devil right now would like to get some of us divided in our hearts where we're half seeking God and half not. Does that mean anything to anybody in the y'all looking at me like, like I've got two heads tonight? The enemy would have us to get divided in our hearts. But you see, what we've got to do is get our hearts focused back on the Lord. And know that our strength, know that our victory, know that our breakthrough, know that everything we not need and want and desire is in the hands of God. Our help cometh from the Lord. It doesn't come from us. I believe, I just feel prompted the Lord to say this right now. I believe that some in here are struggling because you have, you have tried to tap your own resources and you have not tapped God's resources. You have depended more upon what you can do or what you need to do more than what God can do for you. Ooh, does that mean anything to anybody in this place? So they gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. In verse 12, let's just jump over to Verse 12. For our God, for, oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I don't know about you, have you ever been in a situation where you just don't know what to do? The battle is so serious and the battle is so strong that you just don't know what to do. I believe there's some here that are fighting a battle just like that tonight. That it's vicious and it's strong and it's hard and you just don't know what to do. You've tried to do it in your own strength. You've tried to do it in your own flesh. You've tried to figure it out yourself and yet the battle continues to rage and it rages and it rages and it rages and it rages. And Jehoshaphat was there. Here's a great man of God leading the armies of God. Here he's a leader and yet he's faced with exactly the same problem. So it's not unusual that we would be in that place. So once again, don't condemn yourself because you're in that place you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, you need to turn your face to the one who knows what to do. That's God. You, O God, know what I need to do. You, O God, have the answer to my circumstance and my situation. So, Lord, we have no power. Sometimes we've just got to admit that in and of ourselves, we, we don't know. We just don't have the power to handle this thing or to get through this thing. But, Father, we know our eyes are upon you because we know that you do. And where we lack power, you will empower us. Where we lack wisdom, you will give us the wisdom. Where we lack the strength, you will strengthen us. Where we lack the knowledge, you will enlighten us and give us knowledge. Oh, my God, my God, my God, I want to tell you, your help does not come from man. Your help does not come from you. Your help does not come from the government. Your help does not come from people. Your help cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me a better amen than that. And then we go down, and I love the way. Let's go down to verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, called a man of God. Jehaziel's a prophet. It's interesting how God will always bring the right person in our path at the right time. Let's be aware of those divine appointments in our lives. Let's not despise the word that comes from the man of God or the woman of God. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And you know, this just teaches me sometimes our answer lies in the man of God. Sometimes our breakthrough lies within the man of God, the preacher, the pastor. Sometimes exactly what we need is gonna come right from the pulpit, right from listening to the words of the man who's preaching to you or the woman who's preaching to you. Then the spirit of the Lord, why? Because God will anoint his mouthpieces to bring the word that you need for your deliverance for your help, for your guidance. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, and so on and so forth. And he said, listen, you, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, king of Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. And before I read on, thus says the Lord to every one of us that are here tonight, do not. Be afraid. Do not be afraid. Listen, I don't care what it is you're facing, what it is that you're afraid to face, what it is that you think you're about to face. The fact of the matter is, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The word of the Lord to us tonight is, do not be afraid. No matter what it is that the enemy has tried to taunt you with, Oh that sickness is going to come back on you. Do not be afraid. Oh you're going to fail this time. Do not be afraid. Oh this is not going to work. You're look at you. You're working and struggling and working. It always worked before, but how come it's not working now? You must be doing something wrong. The word of the Lord to you is do not be afraid. Look at your children. You've served God all your life, and your children, instead of serving God, have actually turned from God and have gone back to the world. The word of the Lord to you tonight is do not be afraid. I've worked and I've worked and I've worked, and I've not gotten a raise and I've not gotten a promotion, and no one even recognizes me, and my company is struggling, and I I think I'm going to lose my job. The word of the Lord tonight to us is do not be afraid. I've got a dream and a vision and a desire in the depths of my heart and I wanna do this thing because I know that if I do it, it'll be good but yet there is something that's counteracting the desire to do this thing and it's, it, it, fear is coming against me trying to talk me out of it, trying to tell me that it will not work and I will fa- fail and the word of the Lord tonight to us is do not be afraid. Say it with me. Do not be afraid. There are some here that are sitting in a place of complacency, a place that is just too comfortable. You know the things you need to do to to, to uproot yourself and put yourself in a better place, but for fear of, uh, of, of what may come about or fear of the future or fear of other things or fear of not being comfortable you're resisting that prompting and that leading of the Lord and the word of the Lord to you tonight is do not be afraid, but do the thing that you know God is nudging you and leading you to do. There are some here today that are holding tightly to things in their life and they wonder why these things are not working out and tonight the word of the Lord to you would be this, to take that and put it upon the altar of God And wait and see what God will do with that thing. But for fear of letting go of it, you resist in releasing it to the Lord. And the word of the Lord to you tonight would be, do not be afraid, but release it without resistance and see what God will do for you. He says, do not be afraid, nor dismayed because this great multitude, now I want you to underline that and put a line in the, in the fly leaf or somewhere in the margin of your Bible. Jehoshaphat was facing a great multitude. Put down what you're facing. Put your particular need or fear or want or whatever it be and begin to recite this for yourself. Do not be afraid or dismayed because of failure, the fear of failure, or the fear of this, or the worry of that, or this situation, or that situation. Do not be dismayed. And here God speaks to Jehoshaphat and said of this great multitude, you put your specific thing in there. Make the word of God personal to you because this word is a personal word to you and to me. God does not want us to succumb to fear because fear is not of God. Fear has to do with torment and fear has no place in our lives. It's there to torment us. It's there to bind us. It's there to keep us locked securely in position. As long as you are afraid, you'll not move left or right, back or forth, up or down. Fear will keep you Fastly positioned in one place, totally bound, like in a prison. Tonight, I want to see release in our lives to just believe and to trust God. Do not be afraid or dismayed because of whatever your circumstance is. You put it right there. Do not be afraid or dismayed, Jehoshaphat, of this great multitude. For the battle, for the battle is not yours. But God's, you're not fighting this battle by yourself. Some of you, by the look of your face tonight, you think you're fighting this thing all alone. The battle is not yours alone. This is God's battle. This is God's word that's on the line here. As long as you are a believer of God's word and a confessor of God's word and a doer of God's word, then the battle no longer is your battle. This is God's battle because his word has gone before you. So he says, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. And I like verse 16. He says, tomorrow, go down against them. Listen, tomorrow, you need to start to declare tonight, even before you go to bed tonight, that tomorrow is your day. Tomorrow is the day of conquest. Tomorrow is the day of breakthrough. Tomorrow is the day of great advancement. He says, get up tomorrow and go down. In other words, you go face the enemy tomorrow. You go stand right in the midst of that adversity. You stand right in the midst of all the bad news. You stand right in the midst of, of every struggle. You stand right in the midst of that fear, that, that, that torment, whatever it be. God's word to Jehoshaphat was, you go face the enemy off tomorrow. See, our part, that's that's our faith operating. Even though sometimes we feel powerless, even though we don't have the answer, even though we don't have the wisdom, even though we we may be struggling, our faith says, I'm going to go stand and face that thing tomorrow, and I'm going to see what God's going to do on my behalf. Give me a better amen than that. He says, so tomorrow go down against them they will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17, God assures them again, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Position yourselves. That's what we need to do is to put ourselves firmly in position with God, with his word. Firmly positioning ourselves upon the word of God. And he says, position yourselves. Stand still. Listen, some of, we've got a little bit too much activity sometimes. Do you know that the walls of Jericho came down on the day of resting? They did all that they could do for six days. On the seventh day, they stood before the wall. They gave one shout and just stood there. They didn't have swords. They didn't have spears. They didn't have cannons. They didn't have firearms. They didn't have any battle gear. All they had was the word of the Lord. So for six days, they marched, they spoke, they confessed, they prayed, they did exactly what God said, and on the seventh day, they gave one blast, one shout, and just stood there and watched God break down the walls. Folks, I'm going to tell you what, your walls, my walls, the things that have bound us, that have kept us, uh, that are trying to keep us from going forward, those things will come down after we've done all that we can do, we stand there expecting God to do what we cannot do. Come on, give me a better amen than that. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. See, really, our fight is nothing other than the fight of faith. Our fight is the fight of keeping our confession right, keeping our mind right keeping our mind on God, keeping our our confession in line with God's word. That's the fight that we fight. God does the rest on that side. He'll open the doors. He'll break down the pathways that that are crooked. He'll straighten those. He'll, he'll, He'll straighten the rocky places. He'll bring opportunities your way. He'll give you great favor with people that are opposed to you. You'll have great favor in the courts and great favor in the business world and great favor in the neighborhood and great favor on the job and great favor in the business because you have positioned yourself firmly in God and you've just stood still. What's that verse? Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I'm your God, he says. I'm the God over your circumstance and the God over your situation and the God over your family and the God over your household and the God over your finances and the God over your future. Be still and know that I am God. You trust me. You believe in me. You pray. You seek me. You do my will. You do my word. And you put everything else in my hand and just be still. Position you because you don't have to fight this battle. I will go before you. I will make the crooked places straight. I'll make the rocky places smooth. I will move upon the king's heart. I will move upon this one's heart. I will open doors that no man can open. I will lead you in the way you should go. Be still and know that I am God. And so many people struggle. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What am I? all you're supposed to do is stand still. And here, let me give you another. One. Be quiet. Did you hear what I said? I said, be quiet. The more you talk and the more you allow your brain to talk to you and the more you rehearse things in your mind, the less sensitive you become to the voice of the Spirit of God and you're going to miss instructions and you're going to miss direction and you're going to miss what God is trying to get to you because your mind is too cluttered with your own silly thoughts. Your mind is cluttered with negative thoughts. Your mind is cluttered with the voices of other people. Your mind is cluttered with reports that are not the Lord's report. So the more we clutter our minds, the less sensitive we become, the less we're able to hear God's voice. You'll not need to fight in this battle. Position, See, see folks, most of you didn't even realize that when you came to church tonight, you didn't just merely come to hear the word. That's very important. That's that's what we're here to do, to hear the word. You didn't just come to worship. You came to get encouraged, to get built up, to get fortified, to continue to fight your battle.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.